0: ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group.
1: People constantly checking in saved me.
0: I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to you and, and I consider them family.
1: It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment there is no shame you are so welcome there
2: nobody has to be in this alone everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point let's do this welcome back to another edition of the alg podcast if you're listening to this on the day of drop happy friday to you uh guys this week we have a really special episode. We're doing part 2 of my brother Gooch. You know, last time last week's episode was so good that we had to bring him back for more. So Really quick at the top of the hour, if you could five-star rate and review the podcast, we really appreciate that. That helps the podcast go a long way. We really do appreciate those five-star rates and reviews. And now let's kick off the show. As always, I am John Arpino, otherwise known as j Arp's Journey. Today, I am joined alongside my partner, CrimeFit underscore DRock, David Roden, and my man Gooch is back in the building. I am Gooch. You are not Gooch. <laughs> What's cracking? What's going on, fellas? How are you doing? How are we doing? Glad brother? to be back, man. Hell yeah, man. Listen, this is the first of a part two series. So I'm really glad that we're doing this. You know, we left a lot out the last time around and we just, we have to fill in those pieces because I just think that your story is very, very inspiring, very interesting. So I think that we should just pick up right where we left off. What What are we at?
1: We're talking about, um, I guess when I first realized that I needed to do something, you know, hopping on the scale, whatnot, doing my T25. Yeah. Losing my first hundred. Um, I would say right around that time, um, after I lost my first hundred, everything was kind of smooth sailing Mm -hmm. and um, we had kids, you know. Yeah, before we we get into
2: the kids, how did you lose the first hundred?
1: Oh, just T25. That was it, just straight out the gate. straight T25, uh, 2,000 uh, calories per day and literally just working my ass off every opportunity I could. I mean- that was, of course, before kids. So you have a lot more time and less time constraints. But I just got the T25. Like I said, I, I pulled it off the net. I started doing that every day. Uh, I tried their meal plan for a week. It really wasn't my thing. So, so what I was their just, meal plan like? You know, like fish and baby spinach and right. quinoa and sweet potatoes and just like shit that you would call healthy. But with you know what the big thing I didn't like was like, It was just very, the stuff they wanted you to get, in my opinion, I didn't want to pay that money for. Okay. I didn't want to buy some of like the things that were like all of the fat free and all the sugar free. Because of course it is what it is. Unhealthy shit is cheaper than healthier stuff. It's the world we live in. And that's, that's part of the reason why people are obese and get obese is because five dollars can go a lot further with unhealthy shit than it can go with with healthy stuff so it is what it is so i didn't want to do all that i didn't want to pay for all the crazy stuff that they said you should get and back then i didn't really do a lot of supplements because that's another thing is they want you to not only do their workout plan but use um preferred supplements maybe not a beach body brand but you should be taking like all these type of things and what was what was on there? Like, like
0: protein type stuff, or was it like multivitamin type stuff? Uh,
1: protein shakes, um, yeah, vitamins, uh, everyday multivitamins, aminos. Not that those things are bad. It's just at that point in my journey, I wasn't prepared, which I should have because I downloaded that shit. I probably should have right. taken some money, but I just didn't want to spend that. And then you mix it with the food downloaded and that shit. you mix it with the food and everything. And I'm like, you know, I, I can't really handle all that right now. So I just that's when I broke down to oh, calories. Um, a lot of it was chicken, like yeah. I went from
2: eating just, oh, you were eating chicken or they were telling you to eat a lot of chicken, I was eating chicken. When I okay. said, fuck
1: it, I'm gonna do my own thing. A lot of chicken and vegetables. Like I love just salad. Like I can eat yeah. salad all the time. I know some people like it's not their thing. They're not really into green vegetables and all that bullshit. But like I fuck with salad. I can eat salad. Um, I could throw chicken over salad and eat the same thing. Um, that was probably one of the easiest things for me in the beginning was like the way I grew up, like just, you know, we kind of ate the same things all the time is whatever we could afford, whatever was pro- you know, we got government assistance. So it was what was provided to us. So we right. ate what we had. So I have never been the type of person who like, if I'm eating this today and then I'm eating it tomorrow and I'm eating it the next day, I was kind of okay with that. Especially mm-hmm. if it's something that I picked, if I'm in control of it, like I don't like going on a plan where it's like, eat this fish and then eat this fish. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I eat chicken vegetables. I didn't really do a lot of rice. Um, it's trial and error. Cause you just go on the oh, yeah, internet. Absolutely. hundred percent. You go on the internet and you Google um, 500 pound weight loss, and then you just get all the different fitness people on YouTube and you read a bunch of stuff. And there's just so much information coming at you that is so hard to really find what fits because you get, and that's how you get caught up in like the fad diets and oh, like, yeah. trying this and, you know, especially down here in Florida, like there's a lot of just obese people. Like, and you're, in the, a lot er, of people.
2: you're in like the Herbalife capital of the world down there. I yeah, like everyone on Florida is yeah, er- so It's Herbalife. John, it's,
0: it's Herbalife, not Herbalife. No, it's because they're all herbs. herbs. Everyone who does it <laughs> is a fucking
2: herb. No, they're heavy <laughs> out here, like their cars.
1: So I would say in my kid's pickup line, we do like the car loop shit there's mad people with the Herbalife stickers on the back. And it's like, yeah. oh, want to lose 15 pounds? Call me at this number. I'm like,
0: nope, yeah. jackass, not doing that. Nope. That's too fast. I, I do got to say it going through the process of thinking about like 400 pound David again. And there's so many people I'm blessed where it's just like, I did come from a medical background enough where I could, I, I, I dove into macros. I dove into this stuff to really look at, like figure it out. But from the outside looking in, if you didn't have any type of background, You have, you have Paul Saladino, Dr. Paul Saladino, who's a carnivore guy saying that vegetables is going to kill you. And then you got vegans going, meat's going to kill you and meats making you fat. And you just gotta be like, what the fuck is it? It, it? Is it the meat or is it, is it the vegetables I don't know. <laughs> and if both sides can have this argument from a doctor's perspective, it's got, it's just like, fuck, what is it? Oh, it's wild.
2: Yeah. No. And, and <laughs> like, you know, there's no cookie cutter way to, to weight loss. There's no cookie cutter way to success. And that's the whole, that's the whole name of the game. And that's what a lot of people, myself included, when starting out this journey, everyone thinks it's a very cut and dry process. And it's just, it's really about a process of finding what works for you. And then once mm-hmm, you find yes. what works for you, it's like, shit, why was I doing this the whole time? <laughs>
1: Exactly. You so, got to figure out what's like, what works for me and what what I can maintain. That's the hard thing, too. Yes. Not just so much what I can do for myself and what works for me, but what can I be consistent with? Because that's mm-hmm. where the breakdown comes. Because if you can't be consistent, you're never going to make the goal. And that's where part of like within my story, where my breakdown went and where kind of like my weight gain went because I could not
2: remain maintain consistent. What you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's get into that. So, you, you find you, you're not interested in the T25 meal plan. You kind of create your own thing. Yeah. Walk me through, you know, what that was and then how you figured out that it wasn't sustainable. Um, So,
1: like I said, I did that. I lost the, the 100 doing T25 workouts and right. my own 2000 calorie a day. And when I talk when I say 2000 calories, like I was pretty strict, but I never I didn't kill myself if I ate over 2000. But I had a limit because there were some days where I ate like 1600 And I know, like I said, mathematically, some people will say, oh, you're not supposed to eat less than that at your size, but I'm not just going to eat just to eat. Like I look at that as like just shoving food in my face. I just feel like I'm being like a fat ass by just eating more because some app or some person is telling me I need to eat more. I get it. I a hundred percent stand behind. You need to eat more to lose weight, but some days it's just not possible. I don't feel like eating. So some days I, I had low, low calorie intake and you know, it's it's all good, but so I did that for a while. I lost my first hundred pounds. I felt phenomenal. Um, I got to a weight, and I dropped even more than a hundred. And I will tell you that right around like four fifty is where I was happy, and I was like, "Yo, like not not saying I was happy to be four hundred fifty pounds, but I was happy to not be, you know, right. upwards of five sixty something." Right. So, but I couldn't break that. I could like, I literally, like, I couldn't, I never saw, like, 449 for so long, and I was doing everything, and working out harder, and pushing myself, you know, and then we got into a situation where we were ready to have children, and around that time, um, we found out that we were going to have to go through IVF, and it was on me, like, my, and I, and I think a lot of it had to do with my weight, too, like, I had, like, I had, like, you know, say I had the premium batter, but they just want good swimmers. You know what I mean? It was Absolutely. they were they were freaking Michael Jordans, but <laughs> you know what I mean? They just. They, but we they needed just, some Michael
2: Phelps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they
1: just, they just couldn't make the swim, so yeah. You know, I found that out, and that was hard. You know, that'll that brings down your confidence level in general. You know, because like that's like the manly thing. Like, i go out. I'm gonna reproduce. Right. So that fucks with you, and I think part of that kind of made it hard for our whole marriage and situation cause like we really wanted to have kids. So we ended up going through in vitro and with all of that, that stress of doing that and just the time that needed to invest into that like working out became secondhand because now it's like, we want to have a family, we want to do this. And then in the midst of that um, the company or the practice that we were going to for our in vitro Um, And this was at my wife for my wife too. Um, She was at one of her heaviest weights. They had basically were like ready to do it. We were ready for our injections and everything to start. And then they called us and I was like, yo, uh, we had a meeting with the practice and you're for her, your BMI is too high. We got to, you got to get it together before we can do it. You know, we don't want to put you under at that high BMI. So that's what kind of kicked off her journey as well. So now we're both fighting to get lower and everything. Uh, Fast forward. She gets to her weight. Um, We have kids. My kids, I got twins. They were born um, eight weeks early. So then, and on top of that, at 20 weeks of the pregnancy, my wife got sent straight to hospital bed rest. Yeah, hospital bed rest. So we were at a hospital all the way down Boynton, which is about an hour from us, Mm -hmm. for straight from 20 weeks to 32 weeks. So for 12 weeks plus, we were in a hospital. Wasn't working out in a hospital. 12
0: weeks, damn.
1: Yeah. And then the kids were born. And then they were in there for another month before we could take them out. So, you know, that brought up weight gain. And like, honestly, that brought me
2: close. Oh, yeah. To Str- back- stress and weight loss do not go hand in hand.
1: Yeah. Ever. And that brought me closer back to five. Um, and that was a rough time because I was going back, back higher again and getting back into the 510s, 520s. Right. Um, and then we were like, you know what? Kids are situated. We have more time. We figured out a schedule, figure out a game plan. That's about five, six months later, we start working out. My wife is like, all right, I'm going to do this T25 with you because it works so well. So we start working out first week we've knocked it out and I lost, you know, a decent amount of weight the first week and she was gaining weight Mm -hmm. and she's like, I don't know. So we did another week and she was like, I can't do this. You know, I'm not losing weight. Freaking got a pregnancy test. We found out we were pregnant again. Oh, wow. But this time. My swimmers they made the journey because this was this one was el natural <laughs> <laughs> man, this one wasn't even... my man went into the bathroom afterwards like good job everyone yeah <laughs> yeah we definitely so and that was a surprise because you got to figure we went through so much to have the twins we didn't think we we're going to have any more so like we didn't get
2: now that's that's pretty co- that's pretty common right to do in vitro than have have twins or or larger right Is, isn't that yeah because you know
1: what because you you're striving to have a child so because it's all part of like a process and it's like um there's a procedure you can choose how many eggs you want to put in but like gotcha. i said like i had that premium batter right. you had so that the good doctor stuff. straight up said like yo if you put in two i'm almost 90% sure you're going to have twins but we were at a point where my wife was turning 24 soon and we were going to lose her parents um medical that have like yes. the premium medical with all of this covered My medical didn't cover all this stuff. Her, her parents' medical covered all of that in vitro. So we didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. So we were like, just put in two, because with the way this works, we're not going to have enough time. She's going to turn 25. We're going to lose it. Right. So we put in two, we went, they took everything, you know, I had to inject her and everything at home, inject her in the butt and the final big one in the stomach. Like we did all that. Well, that was a, you know, that was a really rough, but very like marriage building situation. Oh, yeah, I bet. You know? Um, Then we went to go take this test, and they give you like these numbers, and the number was like off the chart. And they were like, "Oh, you're definitely pregnant." So we're like, "Oh, we did it." So we waited. Um, We had a little situation in the beginning where Chad got a little blood clot. We went into the doctor's office, and they were like, "Yo, you have um, a blood clot wrapped around baby B." And I said, "That's right, we got a boy." (laughs) And um, they was like, "He was like, what?" He said, "No, it's too soon to tell the gender. It's baby B." And I said, okay, yeah, baby boy. And he was like, no, there's baby A, and then there's baby B. And I was like, oh, there's two in there? Because we didn't know <laughs> at that point. We found out there was two in there when one was about to be flushed out by the blood clot. Wow. So then, you know, five, six weeks later, well, they put us to a, a, a perinatologist, a special baby doctor. Then five weeks later, we're in the hospital. So whatever. Then doing the twenty five, take a pregnancy test, find out we're pregnant. And then you deal with that. And then that kind of workout stuff goes to a halt again. Right. So finally, when all three kids are out, we're done. She got her stuff tied up. Um, So we're not having any more kids naturally. Parenting, being a father comes into place. And sometimes you working out just kind of goes to the wayside. So there was a time I would say for a few years after I would say so. my youngest is like six now, I would say like six years ago, I just I, I didn't and I just let being a father and keeping up with our home and all that stuff take over my goals and you know so I was on the high as far as a high being on a low weight
2: right and then you're also on a high in life I mean you're a dad now you know exactly what
1: I, mean? I w- and that's the thing like I, I mean I took the 100 pounds back off so it's all good right and that's the thing
2: so I've done it like two so, times so, so you lost 100 gained 100 lost 100 yeah i lost
1: 100 and i probably went back to like my highest backup was like 520
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you know now so from 520 let me fuck it i mean i'm four I'm like what i was like today this morning 429 okay so I mean it is what it is i mean I'm not, you're not going to bleed if I tell you I'm 200 pounds. Look at me. So it Bro, is
2: You were you, you sexy 429, <laughs> though. I got to be you know honest. What I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm
1: 429 this morning. I feel good. But, yeah, I went from 520 back to down to 429, mm-hmm. just grinding and everything. Um, but I got caught up, you know, even after that, working out and everything. I probably got to, like, 480, and that was right around the time I joined Weight Watchers. Like mm-hmm. My wife did Weight Watchers. My wife, um, you've probably seen her. She's on Instagram, Lighting Up Glory. She didn't watchers. She lost like, big deal. Plus. Yeah, big she was like deal. 150 plus pounds. You know, she was doing her thing. She was an ambassador and everything. Mm-hmm. She really, like, she really worked that program. It worked for her. And I, you would think that I would have just joined years ago, but it's a man thing. You're yeah, just no, like, you know, that. I'm going to figure it out myself. I don't yeah. want to do this. Only old ladies yeah. do this shit. I'm like, exactly. Fuck it, I don't do that. Me and my
2: good swimmers were going that
1: way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we were taking the party on this side. We we're doing T25. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and then finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. They had like a little deal. They were like, oh, you sign up. You get X amount of months for free. So I said, I'm going to do it. And I did that. Um, I started Weight Watchers in 2019. But I started it because they had the deal right before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, yo, how are they going to put?
2: It's such a good promo by- yeah, on exactly. their marketing team. It's they're such like, oh, a you don't got to pay for
1: three months. Because yeah. they know for three months, I'm going to just beast out on Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas and New yep. Year's. You yep. know, so... The first three months honestly it didn't even matter Like my first week i lost weight um i did it and it was cool i would say in my total time weight watchers i probably lost like 20 pounds um i'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing the program taught me a lot currently like i still have my weight watchers account but right now i'm just eating low carb not yep. keto i'm eating low carb i'm tracking it in weight watchers so i know how many points i'm having but I'm also tracking it so I can see my calorie intake because that's what worked for me. Mm -hmm. That was the big deal. It's like the calorie counting and knowing how many calories I'm eating is what worked for me. Um, Weight watchers did good. I lost 20 pounds over the year, but then I put some back on and the tail end of it. I didn't love that. That plan were you back on? um i was doing purple and i did purple because i got it was easier for me it right. was easier so that that's the zero point grilled chicken and stuff like that on purple i think all of them are grilled chicken but purple has a zero point like sweet potatoes and right okay that's rice it. And yes. um, brown rice and brown pasta whatever and like people are like oh you can get carried away but thing is like i don't i'm not gonna eat a pound of pasta so if i know it's zero points, i can still have the I still have the serving that I'm, that I should eat. And I think that's where people get carried away. People go to purple because like, oh, I'm going to eat brown rice. I'm going to eat brown pasta. I'm going to eat sweet potatoes. Yes. But then you overindulge in those things and all it's the like, time. oh, yeah. it's not working for me. It's not working for me. I'm like, yo, look at your counter. Oh, well, I did have 14 ounces yeah. of rice and you know, like, all right, it's zero points, but I don't mean it's, and that's it's the same. Zero thing. calories. Core, yeah. Like, yep. They don't, that's that's my problem.
2: Yep. That's my problem with Weight Watchers. And we have a numerous amount of episodes about that, but you know, they do not bring into play the calories for the consumer. You know, they, they, they kind of, you know, I call, I call Weight Watchers a cult, you know, and I was in Weight Watchers for a while as a kid, you know, I understand the process. My stepmom is currently on Weight Watchers. She's been on Weight Watchers for over a year and a half. Um, but yeah, they, they don't make that connection for people. So like you just said, someone sees brown rice, you know, brown pasta, zero points. Fuck, I could eat that all fucking day long. And I didn't I didn't even touch my points yet, you know. And then you go up two, three, four, five pounds the next way, and then you're like, Well, what I you know, I I made my follow I, the I point. My points, yeah. I got my I got my blue dot. Everything's everything's fantastic,
1: you know. I never chased a blue dot. Like that was probably the worst. That was one of the worst things. And I'm not bashing it because it does work. Don't let me be no, wrong. Like Weight Watchers. My wife. Weight Watchers works. It. it works. Yes. It's supposed to like, but that's the thing. You can't correlate. If you're not correlating calories, caloric intake. Like you said, like I'm going to eat zero points for brown rice and chicken. And I'm going to have brown rice and chicken for lunch and yeah. dinner. And I'm going to have eggs and fat free cheese for breakfast. Oh, I only use two points today. So I'm going to have a fucking zebra cake for 12 points because I have 30 points. I'm going to have a zebra cake and then I'm going to have, you know, a scoop of ice cream, but I'm not going to get halo top. I'm just going to get whatever, because, right. you know, got it's the 10 points. points, but I got yeah. the points for it. But it's like, yo, you got the points for it, but do you have the calories for it after yep. eating brown rice and grilled chicken yep. twice and then eating four eggs in the morning? Like not everybody's built like that, but I did it because it was easier for me because it was the least. So purple brings you down to the least amount of points. So that's yes. why it worked better for me. So I wasn't overindulging. But I just didn't want to have to, I, on green or blue, like green and blue at my weight, I had like 80-something points. Yeah, I'm no, like, it's crazy. How can I do this? Yeah, I just absolutely. I just can't do this. But I did, I measured everything. And that was the key. Even though it's zero points. Still got to measure that you shit. You still got to measure. Like, yo, get yourself a scale. You don't have to be, you know, balling out. You can get a little scale from Walmart for, you know, $10. Like, measure your food. Get Go to Dollar Tree. Get the little scooper with the cup mm-hmm. all the way down measure your food and you know it's even if it's zero just measure it because if you yeah. don't because you know what's what's you measured what's to, yeah exactly well you need yeah. to know what's
2: going in your body exactly and you, you to gotta to keep track tracking. It. and
1: that's what those apps are good for is like mm-hmm. when you have a week and you're just like damn I thought I did really good and you look back and you're like oh well I was eating a little more here like and that's what I liked with weight weight Watch- watchers was I can go back and be like oh well I didn't really have a good week but I eat this I eat this and I literally track everything like I used to track everything that went into my mouth. So I knew I've gotten past tracking every single piece of food that goes to my mouth. I don't want to be tracking for the rest of my life. Like I want to be able to live yeah. a life where I can eat what I want, but currently in my process, tracking my food, scanning it in. Like I'm a big technology guy. So I love just being able to pick up my phone, beep. Okay, I'm gonna get it. But doing two things, doing the high track bites with the the keto, well not keto, but low carb, and then the Weight Watchers, it's cool to see like, oh this slice of cheddar cheese that I want to put on this burger is 60 calories and that fits into my day. But four points doesn't really fit into my day really good. Right. So, and that's where the breakdown is. And the other big thing is they don't really focus on like, like people like us who are working out. Yes. So I'm gaining, gaining or whatever, but I need more fuel. Yes, you know, you get but that's what I liked them. about
2: my Fitness Pal is like you would get the you would get the calories back. Yes,
1: yeah. so that's, that's what, what I, I did my my first. You did that, you, my, fit, my Fitness Pal.
0: Do you? So when you do my Fitness Pal, you have them to track your calorie burn too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you subtract that out. Yeah, you have. That. I always take. I turn you that off. All your stuff. Yeah, per- personally, I've always turned it off because I I don't know how accurate the calorie burn is. so I would just turn it off. That well, yeah, that that's my
2: argument with cat with these. Uh, Apple watches and stuff like that is like, I don't Your know. Calibrate way it is. off. Yeah. It's, it has to, it's be. usually you gotta way calibrate
1: though. That's the one thing I will say you got to calibrate. I say calibrate every 10 pounds. If you go mm-hmm. up or down 10 pounds, they they show you, if you just Google it for Apple watch, which I know is probably most common in Fitbits too, you Google it. They tell you like, Oh, you got to do this. It's going to reset and then take like for Apple, a 10 minute walk at a mm-hmm. regular pace, not running, not slow walking, a regular pace. And then it recalibrates your watch, and you could. I've, I've literally done like my boxing exercise, trying to be a similar force to the next one, did my recalibration and seen it change, you know. But you're right, it's not It's not 100% accurate, but
0: no, 100%. I just I, I worry those things are high because then all of a sudden it justifies like, oh, I just burned overeating 100 calories in the gym, now I get to eat a four slices of pizza because I just burned 1100 calories.
2: You probably burned like 400. You didn't burn. Oh yeah. Or like the, the, the window. Supposed window, oh no,
0: metabolic window—that's garbage. I love that. I love
2: that theory. Yeah,
0: metabolic window is garbage. Oh, I, just, I got a I just question. For so you. many calories, okay. <laughs> I got a question for you. So this is an interesting one because obviously you you're in you're in a position that John and myself aren't in that I know has influenced others based upon like making better decisions, all this kind of stuff. How is instilling nutritional habits and fitness habits in your kids been? um oh, yeah. in this process because like it's obviously big. it's explained like kind of explain to me your process of how you kind of instilled that in your kids has it been like i don't know yeah what what has that process been that's, like a, that's a
1: good question we so i've grown up fat my whole life been right. big my whole life i'm working on that you know but i will say one of the best things about being a parent um is that my children don't see me as fat. And I, I I know I am big, I know I'm obese, but they don't see me as that. They just see me as dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they understand what we are doing. One, like, like I said, my bike's in here and they, 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 you know, they keep all their board games and their arts and crafts in the garage. You know, I'll put up a picture later and tag y'all in it. Like our garage, we have like a lot of workout equipment and they know what we're doing in there and they understand why. But one thing I like is like, we don't really like them, calling people fat we don't like them using Mm -hmm. that word I mean they use the word but we want we try to let them understand that everybody is trying to work on themselves and be healthy and you know when we cook for them we cook in general I mean when you got a kid you'll realize like sometimes you gotta cook like three different meals because kids just be kids (laughs) you know so when we cook for them we try to explain to them like you know you got to make sure you eat your vegetables and you know we use these, these measuring cups, because this is a portion, you can't just sit here and eat all the macaroni and cheese. Like, those are things that I didn't grow up knowing. Like, okay, there was no, there was, it's not like these tools didn't exist. But we didn't measure, you know, every, every night was like Thanksgiving, where you, just get, <laughs> you get the big spoon, and you're like, all right, it's dinner time. And Spill right, her get this big ass scoop of macaroni and cheese. I'm going to get two pieces of chicken. I'm going to get bread. I'm going to get a big ass thing of soda. Mm. And it's just like, you just eat and you don't take in consideration what you're really putting to your body. And I'm not saying that's like a, a, a generational thing. You know, things were, of course, things are very different in the eighties than they were now. Right. And I'm not putting any blame on my parents or anything like that, but it's just things you don't, you don't really take in consideration back then. You just were eating because it was breakfast. You're going to eat breakfast mm-hmm. time. I'm going to get this big thing of cereal. I'm going to fill it up with milk, eat that. One of my biggest problems as a kid, and I know it was when we lived over in Queens, we lived in um, Cambria Heights. And Cambria Heights is really close to Elmont. But, you know, getting up and getting dressed and then driving over to Elmont, we would go to this store um, called AMPM. It's like a little bodega.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And every morning, I'm talking like, three out of five days a week, we would get nutriment for breakfast. And we were what?
0: What's eight, nutriment? My,
1: nutriment is like, you, it comes you, in a can, it comes in a can. It's like a meal supplement, but it's not yeah. for a freaking seven year old kid.
2: Right. But I mean, nutriment is actually even to like gain weight. It's like an
0: old person's like nutritional, like kind of,
2: uh, kind of sort of the way it's, like, it's counting bars. Yeah. It, it's like, I don't know. It's, the way that they market it is just very... No one knows where Nutriment came from. It just kind of showed up in it every corner store was, in New York one day. Everyone <laughs> day. just started buying
1: it. Yeah. We literally would go, and they were only like... At that time, they were like 78 cents. Yeah, they still are. So you go in the store, we would jump out the car. My pops would be like, oh, pick your Nutriment. go. Get strawberry, get vanilla, get chocolate, get right. eggnog, whatever. Drink that as we're... So we would get to get into Long Island. A.M.P.M. is right off the... Um, Right down the block from the highway, and then grab that, chug that in the car, not even like really enjoying it, just throwing back on nutriment. It's a can, it's a little bigger than like a standard Coke can, and then just go into school and then eat, you know, whatever school we were low income. So we have free lunch. So we always had lunch in school. And school lunch is not like, at least back then, no. Know, it wasn't the healthiest. There was no, you know, Pe- it didn't, was pizza bringing, you know, Brussels sprouts. We were just getting like, yeah, every Wednesday was that little square pizza. Yeah. Yep. We got the burger, French fries. Chicken we patty had-
2: Thursday. Yeah. Did you guys, a- did you you guys have churros?
1: <laughs> like 10 o'clock. Nah, we weren't that yet. Uh, we
2: we had, in high school, we had churros. We had high
0: school, middle school, high school we had churros. I used to eat like six, six to eight of them.
2: We had hot oh. pretzels. For no reason, we had hot pretzels with cheese. So I used to get like two hot pretzels an order of mozzarella sticks, and just oh god. What's nah. what's
0: funny to me with with school food and and like, it's the classic your your go to fast food, but it didn't even taste good. Like the pizza would like it was just awful, and That's you're sense. sitting there going, "I'm eating pizza, and it's not even pizza." Yeah. Like it, it, it's it's not like you're eating good pizza. It'd be one thing if it was good pizza, but it's just it's just floppy awfulness, and it's like. Kind of hurts my soul to think about now. It's like I wasted so many pizzas on bullshit pizza.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a really depressed <laughs> little rectangle. Yeah, rectangle it's like it's like, like it, oh, was- it's
2: so depressed.
0: <laughs> it's just you flops. Ate
1: it. You ate and you ate that with milk. So listen, actually, r-
2: really quick. So my school, when I was younger, my elementary school, they used to serve at first they never served pizza every day. Right. And then later on, they started it was an option every day. But then what they would do is whatever leftover pizza there was, they used to cut those squares into tinier squares and serve them on the, what was the salad line as a topping for salad. So I, my fat fucking ass, ah! would get double lunch, so two pieces of pizza, and then I would toss on all these little, little pieces of pizza on top. Like, it was the most redundant thing in the world. And then they, <laughs> and then they would ser- They would sell um. Uh, pretzel rods they would give you five for a nickel I'm not kidding when I tell this story I sound like an old man but they would give you five for a nickel and no one bought pretzel rods but my ass loved pretzels so I was buying bro a nickel I got like seven nickels in my backpack right now which what what do you want to do like (laughs) get a whole bag of pretzels for 30 cents yep that was school lunch and this is this is why America's fucked
0: up (laughs) oh my gosh that is too funny I'm trying to think of churros was a big one for me I used to all those things were so good um floppy pizza burgers chicken sandwiches
2: you guys have those poor excuses of bread sticks they used to well my school oh the bosco sticks? sticks yeah they used to call them pizza sticks in my oh
0: school. the bosco sticks that's oh, the weird come like
2: chef Boyardee spaghetti yep. we used to get yep yep and but yep. No,
0: but the cheese inside one the bosco's
2: yes that's what i'm talking oh. about they were they were disgusting italian, they were, they italian. Were, yeah exactly <laughs> But I like my school lunch. Like we would get. The yeah, it wasn't
0: bad. It was great. It oh yeah, the
1: I, calendar was great. I would think great. about the days. I'd be like, oh man, I can't wait until the 16th. I'm fucking up on the 16th. You know, I, yeah. I was hyped about certain days. Like, but yeah. that was my like obsession with like food and stuff. And that. Did you eat oh, big?
0: It, in, yeah. Okay. Did you eat big in, in in school then, or were you no, like because you only got closet, like, you,
1: you only got one um meal you know, yes. especially because we were low income, so we only got the one meal, and you didn't really have the option to buy more, okay. so you get your one meal, and
2: you get you, you go on the I feel, line. I feel like the option to buy want. more didn't come to later on, like, in, yeah, a, like in high, I, I school, think middle school years and years elementary later. school, I wasn't allowed to, to double up, but, like, later on you were, but I remember... In high school, I could. Yeah, yeah in high school, school there was options.
1: Yes. In high school, there was options, but high school, like,
2: what high school every you day to? in high
1: school, I went to Elmont. Okay. I had, every day for lunch, I had, it was 75 cents for french fries, and I yep. would get Packets of mayo and ketchup, yep. mix it up, get the two French fries, and just eat that every single we would day. We were doing the lunch. same
2: thing in Farmingdale, bro. That was yeah. the, that was the go-to. It was yep. so cheap.
1: Yeah, for real. And if you get a big ass portion of fries, and I would get two of them, and just that's what I would eat for lunch every single day. Like, and then when I got older, and I was like, you know, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak out because we couldn't, you couldn't leave the building until you were a senior. Same, same. So yeah. we would just. Try to dip out, and you get cool with the um, security guards, mm-hmm. who was like, because the stores were like so close. But it's like, I'm big as fuck, and I play sports, so I stand out. Yeah. So it's like people be in the class, and then you look, and it's someone be like, oh, they saw you going, you know, yeah. to Sweet that tea. was like, oh. we I'm had that
0: my, my my freshman or my senior year, um, my first first hour uh, class, uh, my my teacher professor, my teacher we had a deal with him that we would show up late as long as we brought him donuts. Oh we had a Teacher like that. It was literally like a religious thing that it's probably three days a week. We show up 20 minutes late and we'd have like a dozen donuts that we'd eat in first hour. And I'd have like six out of the dozen.
2: <laughs> so wait, actually while we're on this, I have a really sad, it's a, it's a sad story. So we had a Dean in my high school. Right. And at one point in time, he was the soccer coach. And Wait, was, you have a dean? Yeah, we had deans in our high school. Uh they were like the the junior assistant principal for that grade. You oh, know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, so okay. like before when you got yep. in trouble, you went to go see your dean. If you really fucked up, you saw the, the assistant principal. If you really, really fucked up, you saw the principal. Gotcha. Um, so we had one dean and he was the girls' soccer coach. And he used to be in incredible shape. You know, supposedly he went to the Olympics one year, whatever the case might be. When I got him, he was about 550 about 550 600 pounds he was a big man he was a very big man he used to run after school detention and in-school suspension so his deal with everybody was if you brought him mcdonald's you did not have to stay for detention so there'd be six dudes in mcdonald's i mean there'd be six dudes in in after school detention we'd all hit mcdonald's really quick come back with like five big macs give it to him and he'd be like okay and then he'd be like hey do me a favor um if like you didn't bring him anything and you were sitting in there for his suspension or detention, he'd be like 10 minutes in. He'd be like, Hey, here's the keys to my car. If you could bring my car around for me, I'll let you go. You don't have to stay for after-school detention. Looking back at this now, oh like God. living the journey. Cause I was big then too. Cause I, so I was like, fuck you fat fuck. I'm not walking there for myself. I'm not going to walk <laughs> there for you. Like, um, but now looking back at it now, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, we're feeding your addiction. Yeah. And like, what like like why was nobody mad at this like this was a real thing his name was Mr. Hanson and that's what we used to do for him that's
0: too funny I think that's always that's always funny to me like we're we're getting to this day and age now I mean this is a whole tangent in and of itself but I think it's important I I talk about my parents all the time age is just a number like their age is completely a number I know 17 year olds that have their life way more put together than some 65 year olds and you all all across the board, and it's like it is so funny to look back at like high school, middle school, and some of the teachers, and you're like, yeah. I
2: used to I used to look up to you. Yeah. W- get, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, I am sorry that we just went on the, that huge <laughs> no, tangent. But
0: it was it was a good starting point, which yeah. is like talk about the kids. Like, I, I think it's it's a it's a humbling conversation to have because like I think people treat it differently. I've heard some less than don't be fat like me like that's not good i
2: don't want to say like
0: that. yeah like don't so, do like- so yeah
2: are you building have you noticed that you've built because obviously that's your that's your that's your goal but have you noticed that you've built healthy food relationships for your kids like do you yeah. notice that they have good you know habits we know it's working because they'll say
1: like oh like i like eating broccoli like mommy because mommy's strong right and that's the funny so it's funny like my youngest um I guess my, my wife was like, she was just on Instagram, whatever. And then it was one of the Peloton instructors, like, I don't know, some just diesel black dude. And then my wife was like, showing her, it's like, Oh, look at this guy. He's so strong. And my youngest daughter was like, what? He's small. He's weak. Dad is strong. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, but like this is like in shape person, but that, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like my kids don't see me as fat. They just see me as dad. And my Mm -hmm. daughter is saying like, he's weak compared to dad you know but yeah we really try to put it down to them like you know we don't want to tell them like you can't have this but we also try to explain to them like you know
0: it needs to be it, a treat
1: exactly it's got to be a treat you have to understand like we've Do you told them that? we told them like you know we grew up not eating very healthy
2: mm-hmm.
1: we've, we've told them flat out we grew up not being very healthy and right now we're working very hard so that we can get healthier and we explain to them which is which is true like We're getting healthier so that we can prolong our lives, you know. Because you know, if you don't stay healthy, and I believe that, like, just overall, if you can't just stay healthy, don't get me wrong. There's ninety pound, there's ninety year old people that are like five hundred pounds. Yeah, but you know, it don't happen for everybody. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm bulletproof, but I've been blessed to not have any type of serious sickness other than just high blood pressure, hyper not even hypertension, just high blood pressure. I don't got diabetes. i never had none of that, you know? So I've been blessed. But I'm not trying to risk it either. Mm-hmm. So we explained to them like you have to keep yourself healthy. I'm not saying like you got, oh, you can't eat this, don't eat that. Like in portions, like my kids like on the on Friday after school, they want some type of treat. They want a little scoop of ice cream, they want a little donuts. So we went to like the little local donut spot. My daughter ordered this like fritter. I'm just like, yo, you can have it, but you can only get a half of it right now. Because it's a big thing, you know. But like, and they understand Mm -hmm. that because they understand, like, oh, it's too much. It's too much sweet. It's too much. They don't understand calories, but they understand it's too much right now. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna cut it in half. Give you your portion. And then tomorrow when you get back from Nana's, it's not here anymore. Somebody ate it. I don't know. Wasn't
0: (laughs) savages. It's not here.
1: (laughs) So you know, you know, it's it's all good though. Like they understand. Like when we get them donuts, we don't even give them full donuts. We cut them in half. And it's not even so that they can only have half. It's just more so that they can have a piece, and if they don't want any more, then they're good. They don't but sometimes have to. I think if you give them the whole thing, they feel like they need to. They the whole it. thing. But also, I've seen them where more and more lately, like they've stopped. They've been like, "Oh, I'm good." Like I'll be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're throwing money away." Like I'll see them scraping their plates, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> you know, all my hard work." But <laughs> it's like you know, it's good that they realize I'm like, content, hey, I'm full, you know. So like, really, cool. I, I get that
2: before before we, we head off of this tangent, do you keep trigger foods in the house? Like as far as like kid treats, like do you keep? Yeah, because you know- oh, I make my kids lunch every day. So um, every morning
1: I make um my kids school lunch. You know, I make three lunches. We have like little snacks for them. We get them like, you know, cookies, whatever, put them in there. For me, it's not. A tr- I don't think I have like a, a trigger, trigger
2: food. food. I got you.
1: I think there's things that, I, that used to be trigger food for me. Like, I will say, like, back in the day, I would get, like, Pringles, and I'd eat the whole sleeve. Ooh. It's a fact. Like, I would literally sit there. If I got, like, some freaking cheddar and sour cream Pringles, I would eat it until the last chip. And it, yeah. it, it, your brain doesn't even realize doesn't you're realize. eating it. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, I guess it's the last one. And I finished my Pringles, <laughs> and then that's it. And I'm, you don't even realize you just ate a whole sleeve of Pringles. I used to eat. Like Ritz crackers, it's not a trigger for me, but that's like one of my favorite crackers. Like I grew up eating freaking Bravos, which were like mm-hmm. the cheap ass Ritz. And then as soon as I like started making my, getting my own job, I was like, I'm oh, fucking, I'm buying Ritz. I got these Ritz crackers. I was like, it's a whole new world. The salt, com- made the, the salt competition it. <laughs> is way different. You know, every, my parents are like, oh, the Bravos are the same thing. The box is red. I'm like, no, it's not. And then I finally got Ritz, you know, and I'm like, fuck it. So Ritz is like my favorite cracker. I would get like a soup and eat a whole sleeve of Ritz. Yeah, I would get like a block of cheese and just chop it and eat a whole sleeve of Ritz, a whole freaking summer sausage. Like yeah. now, like I know when I'm full. And that was one of the big things that I was not good about. Like I would eat until like, you know, I used to be freaking buffet bad boy. We would go up to freaking um old country buffet. Yep. Used to kill old country buffet. <laughs> <laughs> we used to and the, the problem was we such went a good spot yeah it was man we used to go R. to, like to every that spot weekend on a sunday for breakfast yeah and this was even when i moved down here with golden corral golden Corral's also was, good. <laughs> you go in at around 10 30 you pay the breakfast price Ooh, and you're, you're still for lunch. sitting there yeah and then at like 10 45 they start bringing out they start growing the steaks so you paid the freaking 6.99 breakfast price but then you're getting the lunch stuff too. So not like when we moved out here, when we hit up Golden Corral every every time we went, get there at 10.30, have my little eggs, whatever, have a pancake, go to the omelet lady, get that done. Then just sit there and think. And then like you pretend like you don't know the lunch food is coming out. You're sitting there like, oh, you guys are bringing out fried chicken and steak. And then all of a sudden you're up there again, eating your lunch portion all in the same thing. So I used to love buffets, freaking Chinese buffets. Oh. Damn Mitch
0: was done Indian buffets it's oh, weird. I, I love it last
1: night, one of my peoples.
0: This is one what, what hurts my soul right now with COVID is all the buffets are down and like celebration meals of like usually buffet was my go to and yeah. Indian buffet in particular and they're all they're all shut down right now and and like I don't understand can any listeners who have an Indian restaurant background can you explain to me how <laughs> I can go for $10 and get an all-you-can-eat Indian buffet with buttered chicken, none, all the goodies, and then the dinner for, to get the same amount of food that what I eat at lunch. was oh, like $45. 45 to $50. Yeah. So first off, how do you make money at lunch, number one? And number two, why does it cost so much at dinner? <laughs> I think it's because I, someone they get you at lunchtime.
1: So you go home and tell all your people, I can't like, do it. Yo, I hit this buffet. You yeah,
0: you and then they go, go for go. dinner. And then you all go at dinner time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, can't I can't do dinner. it. But uh oh my gosh, that is that that is like the 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 buffet. So
2: I, I I thought buffets were gonna be done. Like RIP to every buffet in the world. No, like, that back. Was a, they're coming back. Well, I just went to um have you ever been to like Fuego de Chao? the oh, Brazilian no. oh, Oh, it's, I mean, I've been to
1: like a uh, uh, Rodigio before. Okay, you one. like you,
2: you like Rodigio? I love yeah. I love me some Rodigio. Okay, so they have like the what they call the market table in the front where you get your salad and you got your cheese and your cured meats and your soup. So I was like, all right, bet that's not going to exist anymore because we live in a COVID world and, you know, whatever, whatever. So we get there, we sit down, and the market table is still there. So I'm hyped because I'm a big cheese guy. I was like, fuck, I'm going to get my cheese. Everything's going to be great. I can't wait. So then they were explaining to us how it works. So you go up, you gotta you gotta hand sanitize your little hands. So they give you a little squirt squirt and you go like this, and then they give you lunch lady gloves. No. And that's it. They give you lunch lady gloves. And then they tell you, please use the utensil that's in front of whatever food that you're going to get and make sure you put it back in the same But spot. if
0: you just hand sanitize your hands, why do you need to put on lunch lady gloves? You got to put on lunch lady Just double precaution. That's yep. how it is oh A Whole Foods. Yeah, you got, got, a, you foods got, got, got a double glove. glove. You got it's double so dumb, glove, baby. It's just, no? There's no science in that.
2: No, it's no, it's the machine? Is it the machine glove where they give you one to put on your hands? No, no. They, get, they the guy hands you a glove, so it's the most redundant thing ever because you're still touching it. But that's why you just hand sanitize your hands, so you don't get it until you hand sanitize.
0: This is my favorite. This is my favorite with COVID yeah. right now is, is you're seeing everyone showing perception of, of yes. effectiveness, and it's just yes. half of it's so just it's, like welcome to the line, you have, and to have a mask
2: on. You have to have a mask on. You say hello. I respect.
0: I respect that one. And then that's you totally respect. That's that makes sense.
2: Wear a mask. I, can, I could touch whatever I want once I have my gloves on. Like I'm just allowed to just
0: <laughs> don't matter.
2: I mean, Elisa still exists though
1: yeah I felt, you know, I, I felt the same way I thought buffets were were gone but you mm-hmm. know they're the buffet by me which when we moved down I loved it Chinese buffet but it wasn't that dope but one buffet closed down like four miles away and now we drive by because right across the street from the mall and there is a line bro it's what is the, the the line. Chinese
2: buffet capital of the world yeah they don't Florida, Florida. Florida. they don't they stop. don't stop down here they just no. open them up
1: and it's crazy because they have a Chinese buffet and then you go to the Chinese restaurant down the block and I'm like I know you he's like oh yeah i know you from the buffet and i was like oh that's right because they all own everything yep just because they know look, when back in the day they knew me they're like oh yeah i know you <laughs> like, okay. we're, we're losing like,
0: money on you like,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're the guy who said you got this for your friend but then we saw you sit down and eat both plates anyway
0: <laughs> oh my gosh so actually one of the things that's a tangent kind of more on a on a going back to the conversation it is so funny to me how when you eat, quote unquote, healthy, and when I say healthy, I don't want to say it in the sense of like, you're gonna live forever. Or like, when you learn how to eat more effectively, it is crazy to me, because like, you were talking about your Weight Watchers Day, you're like, just talk talking about how, when you're calorie counting, you're focused on your protein, you're focusing on hitting your all that stuff first, you can eat 1600 calories and feel full. Yep. But flip of the coin, you can have a whole tube of pringles which what what's a tube of pringles probably 1800 calories maybe probably easily
1: probably
0: probably 1800 2000 calories you can eat a whole tube of pringles and still be hungry at the end of it but you can literally take a whole day of eating 1800 calories of being baked chicken with broccoli and and this and this and this and like you feel full that you can't even hit your calorie count but then you can eat a whole thick two of pringles like it's nothing. I always find that one. Like like, I think it's crazy. I think you learn like it's the mass.
1: It's the mass of what you're actually putting into your body. Like pringles mm-hmm. have like no mass. There's no know.
0: there's no mass to it. Yeah, I I can it's it's for me satiety comes from protein and volume. Yeah. That's 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 where but again, once you learn that, when you start to figure out what you enjoy and you learn that process of think focusing protein first with volume, you can eat a ridiculous amount of food and feel full forever. And it only is 1900 calories.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think people realize that it's like, the, nope. the junk food is not made to fill you up. It's some, I think junk food. And I don't want I don't want to label anything as junk food, but certain foods, what people consider unhealthy, they're mm-hmm. not made to fill you up. They're made to hit a sensation and trigger Truth. off that feeling of like, a snack i'm like i'm good i had a little sweet i had a little salty but it's not made to fill you up like you're not eating a plate of pringles for dinner you know Mm -hmm. like it doesn't happen
2: no absolutely not so walk us through what did you start to do after the weight watchers so after
1: weight Watchers, that's going to be um right around the beginning of this year i was like you know I did it. It was cool. I did it for a year. I gave it a straight year and I was like, you know, it's not where I want it to be. And I kind of went back up right around the holidays. Um, but I was bouncing up and down, up and down. And then around January, February, I just started getting back to working out. I started doing this boxing thing on this app called Punch Lab. I do that. It's like a little boxing counter and everything. You you strap it up to your bag and you hit it. It keeps all your metrics and everything. I like doing that. And then i um, what was it? Um right in the beginning of was it April? Um Anthony D put out 75 on. Yeah. and I wasn't even I wasn't even looking to do anything like that at all, but um that's my guy and I seen him put it up and he posted like who wants to join, who wants to join. And I seen it in the morning and I was like, ah, it seems pretty good because only one exercise. You know, my body right now is just not built for like doing, you know, like 45 and 45 minutes of exercise a day. And then my wife just so happened right at that time, she started her 75 hard the same exact day. And I said, oh, this is like it was meant to be because now we're going to be on the same cycle. So I hit him up and I was like, yo, I'm going to do it. So I went out that first night. I went out and ride and I did, um you know, 10 something miles on the bike and was like, let's go. So I started doing that. And I've been doing that since then, you know, every single day, like today, um, May 8th, day 69, now you know, finishing that up, uh, feels good. Working out, I can't believe I worked out every single day for 69 days, and I think that Eight. is where my That's biggest is change it. is coming. Like I'm probably down since starting that, um, down like 33 pounds doing that, and we're nice. down to our our last week. Um, I wish looking back though, I wish I took like I take my my picture every day. But I wish I took like side profile pictures because mm-hmm. it's and that's the big thing. It's like and that's what fucks with your head even now is like the scale's going down, but I don't see the big changes because I'm so big. Yep. And that's where it like mentally it gets to you. Like yes, the scale is going down, but when I look at a picture, I'm like, yo, my face kind of still like okay, maybe my neck looks smaller, maybe my cheeks look a little smaller, but like and that's what I was saying you know before like yo, when I get down to like. I know when I get on the scale and there's a three as the first number, like it's going to, it's going to push me into a, a whole new level of let's get this done. And then when I get down into like, you know, 350, 35, 5 five, I'm going to ball out even harder. Not that I can't do it now, but like, I also want that gratification of seeing the change. You know, oh, yeah. when I see it, I think it's going to make me even more like I'm going to be hungrier for it. Uh-huh. but I don't see it on myself. Like I, like I said before, I don't put up a lot of throwbacks and flashback Fridays and way back Wednesdays, all that shit, because I don't see the difference. Like I'll put up a picture and other people will be like, no, you can totally see it. And some of them, yeah. But I guess it's also like a sense of like, not, and I don't want to say, I don't appreciate my journey, but like, I look at my old pictures at, you know, five fifty plus, And then I look at my pictures now and I'm like, I don't see much of a difference, so I don't want to share it because like it don't look that much different. So mm-hmm. why, why am I playing myself? But, you know, because sometimes it's like, okay, my haircut was different. So yeah, my face looks smaller because my haircut was different or I shaved my beard a different way. But I think that's probably not good because then I'm downplaying
0: the work that I did. The play. progress. Yeah. No, 100%. And it, it's interesting too, because like, I think I've talked about this on previous episodes. So like my 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 two iconic pictures that I use quite often um within like my weight loss transformation personally I, I, I had a really hard time taking a shirtless picture of me at 400 400 plus pounds i couldn't do it like anytime i, I was there so like um i don't know if like this classic one right here mm-hmm. uh, okay that's like one of my iconics i was down 70 pounds when i took this picture this is still one of my go-to like before and afters but like I was 70 pounds lighter in this picture because it was the first time I felt confident enough to take, like keep at 400 pounds. Every time I took a shirtless, shirtless picture of myself, I delete it. It was off my phone. Even for personal? Nope. Couldn't do it. Oh, wow. Couldn't do it. And so like, I, I, it's one of my biggest regrets is every, every 400 pound shirtless picture of myself, I deleted almost immediately. I could not keep it because it freaked me out too much. So I like see, that, I
2: was forced I was straight up forced to take pictures <laughs> my whole beginning of my journey. But by, by that, that's one
0: of my biggest regrets is like when it comes yeah. to my transformation. Well, I don't I, and that's have what a he lot told of- me. Yeah, that's what he
2: told me. He was like, you're going to regret it. Because I was never one to take pictures of myself out or anything mm-hmm. like that. So like what I do have, I'm lucky to have because I was in the club scene for a really long time. So just naturally, you know, whatever photographers around the club or snap pictures of me, I'd get the pictures before they hit the public. Yep. Um. But yeah, you know, when I started my weight loss journey, Steve was like, yo, you need to take as many pictures as possible of yourself right now, because later on when you don't have them, you're going to regret it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: That's funny you Congrats. say that because that's one thing I regret in general is
2: not even picture.
1: My weight loss journey is not taking pictures, period. Mm-hmm. Not wanting like looking at myself in the mirror and being like, yo, I'm bugging right now. And like not wanting no pictures of myself. Like I, it's crazy. Cause even like to this day now, even though I feel way more confident and happier in my body, I don't have any old pictures of myself, like barely pictures with me and my kids. Like I used to be the person taking the pictures because I didn't want to see what I looked like. I knew what I looked yep. like, but I didn't want to see it, you know, locked in time. Locked
0: in forever. <laughs>
1: yeah. So like we have like this one, and I'll call it like our big like family picture that we always reference is um right around the time the twins were born, they're probably like three, four months old. Um, right around um I don't know, Halloween, the pumpkin patch is a picture of all of us sitting and like it's still up in our bedroom but it's like the worst picture of me right ever and like i hate it but i'm glad that we have it because i can look back at it and know like,
0: Keep that like perspective. i don't want to go
1: i don't want to go back there i don't want to be that way because yo like i'm sure you know it and I'm sure you guys have all been there but like you're being overweight even now because i'm still at a high weight like yo it fucks with you like you don't, don't feel good to be that way like it's just the little things like not being able to go on certain rides. Like I remember we went to Disney, like Disney, I give, I give them credit cause they, they do it up for big people. So we went to Disney a few years ago and that was when I was at a higher weight and I right. was like, yo, I'm not going to get on shit. I remember going to Bush gardens um, as a kid, a lot. One of my, um, my father's relatives worked for Anheuser Busch, you know, the beer mm-hmm. company and they, you know, they own Bush gardens. So we would always get um, tickets when we went down to Virginia to visit them. And when I was younger, I used to get on all the roller coasters, all the rides. And there was a point where it was probably like, I don't know, 14, 15, we went and I sat on the little thing and they were like, oh, it's not clicking. And I was like, no, no, keep going, keep going. Because you're a kid and you just, and that was the first, that was probably the first time in my life I was like, yo, you are fucking up. Like you OD'd because I couldn't go on the roller coaster that I wanted to. And that, that hurt because that felt up the whole day. And then it's like, you don't even want to go on any rides anymore. You don't want to do shit. You just want to leave. And then it's like, I don't even want to go to the little tester chair because then everyone's got to see me sit on that tester chair in front of the ride and it not close. And then everyone's going to see me not get on the ride and walk away in shame. So it's like, I don't even want to bother trying to test that. So when we went to Disney, I was just like, my wife had told me like, Oh, it's very appropriate for big people. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know, and I was like, oh, I don't know, like, because we like, you know, we want the kids want to go on all the rides, but they they do make it so that bigger people can go on there. But I know there's a lot of places that I go to where I can't just go on rides. And I know still to mm-hmm. today, I won't be able to sit on certain rides, like even my bike, like, yo, my bike that I got, you know, the weight limit on is like 330. So... <laughs> As a master craftsman who put that shit together. <laughs> I'm riding like I put up my picture today. Like I'm really out here riding that bike and I'm really hitting those numbers. I don't go out of the saddle or nothing like that because that's where I feel like my weight will fuck with it if I'm standing up all my weight on the yeah, pedals. And all
0: its pedals. Yeah. So yep, I'm yep. sitting
1: down majority of the time, but I'm really on that bike, I'm really putting in the effort, I'm really putting in the work. But like I'm also a hundred pounds over the, the limit. And I know that mm-hmm. limit is just like. That's the number they put on there.
0: That's their liability number. Exactly. They, yeah. You know, so when they, I, call they, them, they, I they they like, know hey, if you boy, put 350 on there, we know it holds 350. If it doesn't, we're getting liability issues. So exactly. it's probably like five, six, seven, but they're gonna say three fifty because they they don't want to get caught in legal. <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, so i I mean, things like that, like you look at things where's a weight limit. Like when I used to work, I worked before I moved down here, I worked in Manhattan. I worked in Manhattan for 10 years. It took, it took me two hours to get to work every day. It was crazy. That was like, I used to have to walk to the bus, bus to the train, train to the city, and then a quick walk on 23rd and 5th to get to my office. And there will be times where the elevators, because this was a building with like 15 floors. We were on the eighth floor. There would be a time where people jump in the elevator and the elevator would fill quick. And i would be like, no, I'm going to take the next one. It's all good. But it was because like Mm -hmm. if the elevator ever went up slower or if it ever like made a sound or if it ever just stopped. I feel like everyone will look at me like, "Oh, figure this fat motherfucker out
2: on the elevator."
0: I think it's so important, and like it was, I did a TikTok today on it where um, John, I'm finally on TikTok's good graces Fuck again.
2: Finally, I hate
0: TikTok. Yeah, I, I was literally getting less than a thousand views per post, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, three hundred eighty thousand yesterday. Um, but like the idea of I've lived a obese life and I've lived a fit life, and The pains of living an obese life weigh tons, like all the, just the miscellaneous shit that just sucks. And then the pain of discipline of living a fit life weighs ounces compared to that. Like just, just the simple things of walking and Mm. going and and going on a roller coaster and fitting on an airplane and putting your fucking pants on, like just all of that. You add up all those pains you deal with on a day-to-day basis compared to the pains of discipline of nutrition and working out, they're Absolutely. not even comparable. Like they're just not like and everyone can and there's, there's a as we know, there's an obese population that says that the system is against us. It's like it, it's, it has nothing to do with that. Like it just sucks like it just sucks being four, five, six, seven hundred pounds. It's just not fun in any way, shape, and form other than you can float in water. I mean, right. that is the one thing obese people got that like in, in the case of a water landing on an airplane, guess what? As long as I don't die on contact to the ground, I float in that water, baby. Fun fact,
1: I can't even swim.
0: <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no,
1: I'm not, I'm not good at floating either. Like, I'm not, Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buoyant. I don't know what it is.
0: Really? I, that yeah. was always the funniest thing when I was 400 plus. It was it, I physically floated in water. Yeah,
1: it's funny. <laughs> you bring up a good point. You talk about airplanes. Um, in my job uh, pre-COVID and everything, we would travel a lot. So, the company I work for, we we're big. We're like twenty-seven thousand people. Uh, one of the top ten global engineering firms in the world. Um, and we grow by acquisition. Like we 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 don't just hire people. We grow by buying small companies, and you know, we'll Building add five thousand people because we bought a company. So I used to travel a whole lot, and at my biggest weight. I didn't want to volunteer to go on trips. And then eventually it was like, you know, like I said, you know, I'm pretty good at what I do. And also I'm, a, I'm good with people. That's probably mm-hmm. one of my strongest points. And, and I think a lot of that came from my weight because I always used to be on the offensive, like be as nice to people as possible so that they never use my weight against me, mm-hmm. you know? So I've always been very good with people and I, I present myself very well. So I would go to travel to these companies because, you know, they're getting switched over their companies got bought, everything's going to change. They want someone nice, nice, who can treat them well and be empathetic to their situation. So whatever, I would fly. And I used to, when I first went, I was like, all right, I know I need the extender. So I would always have that moment where you're walking on, you're on the plane. Right. You already have everyone looking at you because you're big as shit as it is. You're on the plane. And then I'm like, all right, where's the flight attendant? I hope she's, you know, he or she is, you know, right up front real quick. Psst, can I get a seatbelt extension and, you know, get that little quick in there. And then you sit down, you, you know, and every, you always get that moment where you're like, let me just see. And you're like, eh, you know, still at my, still at my hips. So you get your extension, you put it on. And then there's the whole, like, as soon as a plane lands. And I always take aisle seats. I feel like on an aisle seat whether mm-hmm. left or right aisle, I can always, cause that's the other thing is I hate my weight being an inconvenience to the people next to me. Exactly. You know, it's not um, fair. And I fly Delta primarily. So, you know, if you fly Delta, you know, their seats are not that big. I sit in comfort minus all the way in the back. So,
0: comfort minus.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm all the way back there. But I always try to get an aisle seat because I can shake my body either all the way to the left or all the way to the right and kind of sit my arms in very tightly. and then you land, take everything off, stretch. I try to be the first one standing up. And then I, I can literally feel like the person in the middle like, whew, like they, they're getting relief, you know?
0: You, but, you look over at them and say, hey, if, if we do crash, I'm an airbag for you, man.
1: Yeah, like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm super nice. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not just big for no reason, you know? But I then I roll up my little thing. Not anymore, which is dope because now, luckily, I don't need the extension. You know, nice. But in the beginning, I would roll it up very tightly and then walk off and kind of like – undercover like here you go i'm done thank you so much for for being nice to me for being fat you know but they're always really cool about me bringing it back up but your travel is traveling on a plane is hard and because you feel like a huge inconvenience to everyone else and because i traveled delta and just my my job status with delta we always got priority boarding. even though i sat all the way in you know the back end i wasn't first class or even comfort plus we got priority boarding so I would be in that first line and people will be like the first class People will be looking at me like oh, i hope this fat fuck's not sitting next to me <laughs> What's going on and you're like i'm like oh i'm in zone one but i'm i'm only i'm in 44 you know 44c or whatever but traveling was traveling is hard not mm-hmm. as much anymore because now at least like I know I'm still big, but I don't, me personally, I don't need a seatbelt extension. So that's a win for me. But
0: that's the whole point. And it's so just, just, just as when you start to add up all the inconveniences of being at your heaviest weight, it it is 10 times worse than the inconveniences of, all right, where's my nutrition at? What am I, I, I got to get my workout in a day, all this kind of stuff. Those inconveniences, they're inconvenient. Like it's not yeah. convenient to go work out for an hour a day. It's not convenient to have to plan your your food out before you eat when i could just go to taco bell and just indulge it's i'm not going to say it's easy but that is just nothing compared to you adding up all the inconveniences at your heaviest weight it's just there's just it just sucks um but yeah
1: constantly looking for weight like at least at my biggest like i feel like where i am now like yes there's gonna be some things that i can't do but when you're close to six you're looking at every like maximum occupancy and and weight limit and you just feel like yo I don't know if you guys ever had this but like the little plastic freaking barbecue chairs I oh, never yeah. sat in them didn't no, did, yeah. did, did, I didn't even I've try broken so many luckily yeah. the ones I've broken I've always been in my family. But the biggest fear was, like, going to a barbecue or something, even as a kid. And they're, like, pulling out the plastic chairs. I've done it. Oh, host, They're like, oh, go Sit down. Sit down, man. Sit down. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm, good, I'm good. I sit, I sit, I sit yeah. down all day. I sit down all day. You know? <laughs> and you're the only person standing up. Because I know that I'm going to flatten that little plastic oh, chair. Oh, absolutely. And it, not that it matters. Like, those chairs are freaking $9, $10. You know? But it's just that feeling of sitting on the chair with your food and then it the breaking. Or even worse, like like you go to a restaurant and they got like wooden chairs and you're hated that wider than the wooden chair. And I'm sitting on the chair, but I'm sitting on the chair, but I'm also like squatting, trying to put the least amount of weight on the chair because I don't want to make it weird that I need a special seating condition. Right. But also I don't want to be the guy, the fat guy who breaks the chair in the middle of fucking Olive Garden and (laughs) you know, they're like, oh, well, that's his fifth bowl of soup, so that's yeah. why he broke the chair, you know? But, like, Absolutely. even even going to a restaurant and, like, having to, like, and I still do it now because I still got a big gut, but, like, go, like, yesterday we sat in a booth. It was uncomfortable, but it is what it is. But, like, going to the waiter and, like, making it clear, like, oh, we need a table for five. Like, very clear it's got to be a table because, like, I cannot, you know, certain restaurants have booths where the table in the middle slides.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some
1: places don't. Like you see the table is built into the wall. Right. And it's kind of like where it is, where it is. Like I'm sure you guys have that situation where you slide in. Like I always sit on the outside of the booth. If we have to be in a booth, I sit on the outside. Oh, yeah. And I try to like suck myself in and put my hands in. I have my hands in front of me so Uh you can't see my fucking belly on the the table because you're already tall so you're pinched and dropped over yep yeah Yeah, exactly you just feel so uncomfortable and it's like wait waiters like oh you know you want us to look for a bigger table i'm like no no like everyone's already situated i know you're busy like i don't want to make a scene but like yeah those pressures of being overweight like i will say the world has gotten
2: more fat friendly absolutely yeah
1: more fat friendly you know like definitely like there's definitely bigger things have all been made bigger but like it's not everywhere and there's still mm-hmm. a limit to that. Like they're not just going to make booths that have four feet of clearance. Like, yeah, <laughs> you got to figure it out. But like, that's rough. Cause you got to deal with that. Even well, I mean,
2: I it's that. sad to say, but as America gets bigger, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: I'm just trying to get out of that fucking
2: statistic. That so, I, that's so exactly about, what man. I'm saying. Yeah. I, it's a double-edged sword. I, 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 as much as
0: I appreciate trying to create inclusivity, but at the same time, it's like, Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's just create free heroin everywhere. You know yeah. what? We got heroin addicts. Fuck it. Let's just free heroin for everyone who needs it. Just, exactly. just to help. And like, yeah, I don't know if
1: I like that. That's why I'm <laughs> striving. Cause I don't know what it's like to be thin. So to mm-hmm. me, that's going to not thin, but just, in, yeah, just, you know, I don't, I don't think I've, I've never lived a life where I felt fit because even back then, like my goal, like I said, I'm trying to get to like 297 when I was 297 as a kid, I felt fat and obese and not in a good place. But as an adult, I know if I get to 297, like it would be eye opening to me to be at a place where I feel good about my weight. Like, I'm not saying I don't feel good about it now because I know where it's been. So I feel about good about where it is now, but I wanna feel better about it because like, I'm just, I'm too big. My structure is too big to just be that small. You know, so exactly. I could get down to like a, like I'm telling you, like a 297, 270, like high school gooch. Like, yo, I was fat in high school, but if I was high school gooch, like, yo, I would fucking be freaking 2XL, 40 fucking 42 on my jeans. Like, exactly you know, like back then it was like, oh, it was big, but now I wish I was that big right. again.
0: It's like me being Wonderland I have no expectation for me to hit 199. I know people have said that to me it's like hey David you should hit one ninety nine one time I, I am way too built to be 199 like yeah. period like I would be looking like a freaking skeletor hitting 199 it's just not it's just not my body type now and health and happiness have a great balance to it you don't need to be 199 to yeah, exactly. be healthy. You can be two thirty five and be plenty healthy. You can be two sixty five and be plenty healthy. Like it doesn't. You don't have to have this. Oh, you gotta be in the 100s. Bullshit. No, you don't. No, you I
1: should. never. I never want to be as small. If I'm if I weigh hundred and ninety pounds, you guys just call me Leon because there's no, there's no two hundred pound Gucci's walking around. There's no yeah. two hundred pound Gucci. This is not capable. I'm, I'm not capable of being two hundred pounds. And still, I have to I have to scrub off my tattoo. If I get that small, don't even call me Gucci. I got to
2: change my uniform <laughs> and everything. That's, that's fucking amazing. Never, All right, it's I, recorded. I never want to be that small. If if you I hit one that
0: you. you gotta you got you can't be called Gucci.
2: <laughs> I think that that's a, a good place to wrap this puppy up. What do you What do you guys think?
0: That was phenomenal, and this this was fun too because this one got a little more detailed nutrition. It got a little more detailed oh, yeah. into um, a couple different times. It's always fun. I, I'm looking forward to having people on more often, too, just because the conversations go everywhere. We, we the have lot
2: change. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my man, I want to, uh, first of all, thank you for coming back two times in a row. I appreciate it. I appreciate amazing, it. amazing, amazing, amazing conversation, Gooch. I truly appreciate it. We both do. Before we let you go, uh, I have a couple of questions that I like to wrap up the podcast with, so you let me know when you're ready. Oh Yeah, I'm good. All right. So, Gooch, if you could go back in time and talk to, you know, high school Gooch who just got this job at Ollie's and he's walking up and down, you know, the Avenue, hanging out flyers and whatnot. He has no idea what's about to come next in his life. What would you tell him?
1: I would tell you that I would look back at myself and tell myself that you are not as big as you think you are and you have the ability to to fix what you've done because right. it's what I've done is what I did. You know, no one force fed me. So telling myself like, yo, you have the ability to do it if you just do it. Cause there was no, I didn't have any like drive. And that's the one thing I would tell myself like, yo, just get the drive, get it done. Like, if you're going to go to the track, you got to do it more than once a month, mm-hmm. you know, for sure.
2: Second question. Uh, if you could give three pieces of advice to those listening, doesn't have to be weight loss. What would they be
1: um be honest to yourself be honest to yourself um understand that you know this isn't going to happen if you don't do the work right and if you hide behind some program or some app and you know all of that it's not going to happen you have to be honest to yourself you have to look yourself in the mirror and say do I want this or do I really fucking want this? And if you don't really fucking want this, then just do the app, do an Instagram, do what you got to do for likes, but be honest with yourself that you want to make a change in your life. Um, next thing is um, don't compare yourself to other people and get caught up in that quick. You know, everybody's body chemistry is different. Everybody, you know, they started at a different point. Understand that where somebody is right now, their lowest weight. Is somebody else's highest weight, you know, and somebody else's, you know, highest weight maybe like for me could be somebody's lowest weight, right? You know what I mean? Like my high, my, well, my low weight right now at, you know, 429, that could be somebody's starting point. So don't compare what, you know, everyone else is doing. Don't get caught up in the game of comparisons. And the third thing would be, um, every, every little step counts. Like I've been saying this thing, um, the last few weeks that, you know, and it really changed my perspective on a lot of things is we live in a world where it's really checkers and not chess. Like I know your favorite rapper may say, it's, you know, playing chess, not checkers, but it really is checkers, not chess. I mean, you open up a chess board, you open up the game of chess, there's only one king. On a standard um, checker piece, there's a crown on the back of it. So making all the little steps in the right order All of us have the opportunity to be a king. I fucking love that. So it really is checkers, not chess. You make the right little moves and you can get to the end and get on top of your game. When the king dies in chess, the whole game is over. But if you surround yourself with kings, you know, one of you may fall. You get to the other end, you pull the other one right back up. So we can all be kings, checkers, not chess. Wow. I love that
2: analogy. I have not heard that analogy before. That is literally
0: a first. Like, I've never heard. That is phenomenal. It means means a lot, man.
1: All these little steps matter. Like, yo, you don't have to make these big extravagant changes. Like, yo, today, just tell yourself, I'm going to drink a gallon of water every day. That's that's simple. Just start with something small. And then be like, yo, I'm going to walk a mile. I'm going to walk a quarter mile. I'm going to walk a half a mile today. I'm going to put on my watch, put on my phone. There's always a way to track something. Just like, yo, I'm going to walk a half a mile every single day. And just do it. Cause every little step matters, and all those little steps, that's where you make the progress, man. Just don't, just don't try to jump into something, fucking bull by the horns. Because when you fail, you're gonna fail hard. But failing is a part of it too. But when you fail hard, this could be discouraging. Yeah. You fail small, you're like, all right, I fucked up on that day, but I'm gonna get it right back. I'm gonna spin it and come right back. So, checkers not chess.
2: No, I love that. Leon, I appreciate you being on, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Again, thank you for coming back, back to back. Before we let you go, let everyone know where they can find you on social media, plug all your stuff, whatever you got going on, please, this is the um,
1: time. Pretty much, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Gooch, you're not. The original Gooch, talking back in 83. You know, Gooch is not a bad thing. Fucking Jackass movie ruined it. Yeah. Can't put Gooch in any of my usernames on anything anymore, but um, I'm Gooch, you're not. Everywhere, Instagram... Um, Facebook, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at all the time. What I have working on right now, um, people probably see me doing my hot sauce, um, you know, designing shirts, selling merch, um, doing this little sock thing right now. But um, I'm staying active. That's what's most important. I'm really out here doing my work. Um, believe when I say like, yo, take the little steps. That's what I started to do. And that's where I'm at. So. I love you guys. I appreciate you both. Thank you for having me back, man.
2: Just the same. We'll do this again when
1: I get to 198. So you can take my my Gooch back
2: from me. Take your Gooch title away. (laughs) Nah, man, seriously, Leon, this has been absolutely, absolutely amazing. So thank you. All right, guys, we appreciate you all listening in today. Uh, As always, you can find the Accountable Life Journal on Amazon. The link will be posted below the video. You can sign up for uh, Accountability coaching. By visiting ALG.com. Wow, I fucked that up. www.algcoaching.com. You can join the Accountable Life Group community call each and every single Wednesday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 Pacific. We accept new members every week. And as always, the call is absolutely free. And I think that's it. David, is that it? We have anything else we need to tell them?
0: Other than you're a bunch of stud muffins because you're listening to this right now and you're a bunch of champions and uh, do something that is kind of uh, tough today and celebrate the progress
2: tomorrow. Hell yeah. And uh, like uh, like my man Gooch said, it's checkers, not chess. All right, guys, stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. Y'all have an amazing week.
1: Thank you.